Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Big Letter, Little Letter Podcast. I am your host, Hito. And I'm Jam. And we are here to go ahead and give you some more information when it comes to BDSM and King. And Jam, how are you doing? I am doing way better than I was doing last week. <laughs> yeah, that COVID or flu or whatever bug was kicking your ass. It was terrible. I couldn't breathe. My head was hurting, but I made a comeback. I mean, I'm here for it. Ready to hear what actually happened um, the weekend after you made your comeback. And I would say it's for myself. Doing solid. Coding is kicking my ass. <laughs> but overall, I am doing solid. That's good. I mean, solid is a good place to be in these times. I mean, solid is definitely a lot better than mediocre or meh. Way better than blah. I've been using mid a lot lately, actually. See, I use mid to describe, like, things that are not particular to me. Like, if I see a movie, that movie's mid. (laughs) If I eat, like, at this restaurant, man, it's food mid. But if it's like me personally, I'd rather just say meh. That makes sense. (laughs) And well, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we normally just do this catch up thing is because my ass is in Austin, Texas, and her ass is somewhere in the New York of cities. <laughs> and it's always good to just get a little kinkly weekly update with each other and share what kind of kinky shit that we did this week. Right. I'm going to go first I'll because go for I'm it. very excited. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I went to Exotica in New Jersey on Friday night. It was, as many people around the chats have been saying, very lit. I will say it was so crowded. And I think people were just excited to be back outside post-COVID. Kind of. But I saw all of your favorite porn stars. And I got to see a lot of my own friends. And then I got a surprise. A surprise? I got a surprise. For who? I got my very first play collar. Hey. Yes. I got to wear it to Exotica. I was walking around loud and proud. (laughs) See, we're going to get into collars a little bit later down the line, but I'm happy for you. I feel like you've been, like, looking at them forever. Oh, I have. (laughs) I was very excited. I've been telling him, I'm like, hey, man, feeling like a street cat right now no owner what's (laughs) happening (laughs) the little nudge nudge poke poke wink wink you know just a little bit (laughs) well I'm glad that happened for you anything else going on I mean do I need anything else (laughs) alright well I would say for me was uh, pretty the weekday was pretty I guess mid (laughs) (laughs) but no got to the weekend and i had a ball so friday night i was invited to go to a party i was being hosted out in houston to perform a scene like just to be a performer for the event and perform an impact scene so i drove my two to three hour self down to houston to go ahead and you know just go ahead and do some impact and whatnot with the um with the people that were there now Sadly, the sub that I was going to be working with was unable to make it because of, um, you know, good old Red October. It's this every month. 
Yeah. So they still were like, hey, still come on. We will have we'll likely have a model in the like, you know, among the guests that'll go ahead and um be my sub. So I was like, I might as well. Like I can't flop now. I can't like, you know, I can't flake. That's not a good look. It's like this was the first time I was invited somewhere to perform a scene. Officially a professional. I mean, you know, I didn't get paid but I got into the party for free. <laughs> That listen, <laughs> in this economy, that counts a lot. But yeah, I get there. Um, I got to meet the model that would be um bothering for me. And yeah, I just went through a quick negotiation, make sure that we are on our P's and Q's. I need her to understand that I know what I'm talking about as well as what will be used on her. We went ahead and did the scene and she loved it. She was in, like she was enthused by it. The way I progressed from starting light to just bringing on the pain, especially that very end teaser. Because one of my favorite things to end a scene is a countdown. And the countdown is purely me performing impact, and you have to count out each stroke. If you yeah. are not audible and I cannot hear you, we start over. I know about that, but you've gone pretty easy on me. I've never had to start over. And what can I say? I just, I just like to, you know, give a scare, especially with this person who appeared to be more of a power bottom. I was able to go ahead and put my back into it. So when I brought the fluffing air around. That little tickle at the end where, you know, I, it's the fun where they jump. They go like, oh, my God, I was about to. It's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fluffinator is my best friend. <laughs> uh, but overall, a great time. It was a great vibe. I'm glad I was able to go out there and do that. Then Saturday came around. I went to, like, a Halloween play party. I didn't do much playing myself. I officially am calling myself a demisexual because if I don't know you or your vibe, it's hard for me to just, you know, like, hey, let's go to the room and play. It's maybe because I'm old, maybe maybe 21-year-old Hito would have been all up in that thing like Kool-Aid. But, you know, 33-year-old Hito's like, now I'm good just watching. Like, there was someone that I did vibe with well, but we'll just, you know, just take it to, like, outside of the party space and see what goes from there. Welcome to the Demisexual Club. I didn't know I was going to be here, but, you know, it is what it is. It's not it's all bad. It's a good place to be. It's all vibes and good feelings. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say that pretty much wraps up my week. I already know it seems like I'm going to have some stories for the next three weekends. <laughs> like, I have the next three weekends I'm doing something. Let me just yeah, say Kingston Trip Club is this upcoming weekend. The weekend after that, CTX Dark Side has like a whole like Thanksgiving, and then the weekend after that, I'll be in the Poconos kicking it with the Fun Sexual and uh, Motley Crew uh, so for the vacation. So about that. So it's gonna be a busy three weeks. I'm excited for you. Hopefully, I can come up with my own little fun to share. Hey, right, fingers crossed. All right, I guess we've done enough Kinkly Weekly, so I. Yo, I guess we should get into the episode. I guess we should tell the people what's what. All right. If you could, what is the letter of the day? The letter of the day is N for negotiation. Negotiations. I guess since I'm the person that normally am the invoker of the negotiations, I'll go ahead and explain what it is. And shout out to you actually saying the word right. Yes. <laughs> All right, so what is negotiation? 
Negotiation, especially in the context of BDSM, is the process by which the term and features of a BDSM relationship are decided upon. During negotiation, each participant's responsibility, preferences, and limits are considered. Negotiations might be a specific scene, the participant's wider view on BDSM, or the dynamic of their relationship. Negotiation is an important part of all BDSM relationships, both encounters between people who have just met and those in long-term relationships. During negotiations, dominants and submissives are on equal footing. It is important to successfully negotiate that all participants feel comfortable to speak up. I messed that sentence up all the way around, so we're going to go ahead and repeat it. It's important to a successful negotiation that all participants feel comfortable speaking up. And the very, very classic adage, closed mouths don't get fed. I'm telling you, if you really want to make something happen, you got to say it. It's it's something that people don't understand because they always assume that the dom should be able to provide any and everything that they need because they're the sub, they're the powerless ones, they're the bottom. But no, like, niggas gotta know what all they can and can't do to you so that way they're not invoking some kind of trauma response, they're not creating some brand new trauma for you, or they're not going, like, make sure you don't go too far outside of what your comfort zone may be. Right, that's why I'm here to talk about the little side of it all. And that's why I'm so glad. Again, she was like, hey, can I be a part of this podcast? Out the blue. There was no preference. There was no milking. There was no, like, she didn't try to gas me up or anything. She was like, hey, can I? And I said yes. And I'm assuming her mind was blown of like, damn, that was easy. (laughs) I'm trying something new here. I appreciate you for that. Now, back to the word. What does it look like generally? During negotiation, people will discuss their needs, their responsibilities to one another, and any limits they may have. The process of negotiation might take place verbally through conversation or by the way of a written document. There is a difference between C negotiations and relationship negotiations. C negotiations occur before the scene begins, during the scene, or after the scene in case aftercare needs adjustments for any BDSM scene. Before play, the negotiation allows each participant to voice their likes and dislikes and decide on the method and length of play as well as any relevant health and safety concerns they may have. Most participants will also establish a safe word during the scene negotiations. My personal favorite is the stoplight system because it's undefeated. Simple. Right? Afterwards, the participants might share their thoughts on the scene and offer feedback that could improve the experience for their next session. Scene negotiations help ensure that participants are compatible and that their session is productive. Relation negotiations occur between people who play regularly or who are involved in a committed partnership. These people typically draw up a contract to address various aspects of their relationship, including BDSM activity, living arrangements, and financial and psychological responsibilities. While such a contract has no legal foundation, it helps clarify the terms of the partnership. See, negotiation ensures BDSM participants can interact without risk of misreading or misunderstanding one another. The process also helps 
Partners establish trust and show consideration for one another's needs and desires. Very important stuff. Very important. So important that I had to jumble it the first read and just do it all over again right now. It's all good. We try again. <laughs> but yeah, that's generally what a negotiation looks like, and that's what a negotiation is about. No one can feel comfortable when they don't feel safe. Negotiations are a way to have both participants feel safe because we don't want a misunderstanding of a dom being abusive and we don't want a misunderstanding of a sub not feeling safe. The point of that negotiation is we have established a boundary that we can both follow because we both discussed it and got an understanding and that way we can actually enjoy the scene that's about to uh, happen. Right, and maybe in BDSM, it's easier for people to set and keep to their boundaries because if you don't keep to their boundaries, there's risk of trauma, there's risk of hurt, and it's really important. Like, we'll talk about things lightly because we're in it, but please don't misunderstand. Negotiating is one of the most important parts of understanding your boundaries, understanding your consent, and having your best time. And we discussed this in consent, where if you go beyond someone's boundaries, that is where it's considered abuse. Like, is no, is no, there's no level of, oh, I want to push you beyond where you're comfortable. If that is not negotiated, then that is not happening. Simple as that. Right. And that, I think that should hold up in court. Paperwork or not. I mean, I feel like on one end, it would because I feel like when it comes to like it won't hold up in court, I feel like it's protection of like the dom the dom side of things because they're the inflictor. So if they did something that wasn't in that paper, I feel like it could be used in court as like proof of like no it won't hold no legal grounds. But when you get a jury out, <laughs> who knows? A paper that both people signed is an agreement. Alright, now I need to go ahead and get some tongue exercises in because I got tongue-tied by saying instead of allow, always. So let me go ahead and get some water, wet my whistle, and we will be right back for part two of this episode. See you in a sec. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. So, Keto, now that the friends know about negotiations, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Two for two. Yes. How do you go about your negotiations? So, the way I go about my negotiations is I have two versions that I operate on. One is a quick format. The other one is a more um, drawn-out long format. Now, why I have the quick format is because there are some people that will be new to um, King in different kinds of scenes. And I could be at a party or an event and they want to go ahead and try out, you know, impact or whatever I may have. So with the quick format, I normally focus it on more quote unquote safer versions of play. So like impact, like a quick tie, like a, a car, uh, a karata like a quick karata tie which is like a full body harness you know we'll talk rope when we get to riggers um 
But yeah, anything like quick that I can do in the moment at that spot, I have the quick format that focuses on personal injuries or traumas that I need to be aware of. I make sure I pound in the safe word system of the stop. The safe. Today is a week, man. But as I was saying, so focus on personal injuries and traumas. Don't want to have them triggered or injured further. The safe words being used, which in this case will be the stoplight system because it's easy, it's quick to remember, and I make sure I point out red because I want them to say red the moment they want everything to shut down because it's easy to forget green and yellow because you're in the mood, you're in the scene, but I really want you to remember red as well as aftercare that's needed. And specifically because it's quick format, we may not have a rapport. So I would ask, do you have someone that you can go to that's here after the scene is over? That way they can kind of slowly come back from that endorphin high and kind of like get back to being leveled. Yeah, we haven't really talked about um, aftercare too much, but you can receive aftercare from the person topping you or a friend. Aftercare, next episode. (laughs) now as far as the log format this one is more detailed for the purpose of more intense scenes now it still could be impact it could still be wax it could still be rope but there's a whole nother level that will be involved with this kind of um, negotiation it's a lot more thorough that way I can actually the quote unquote push limits it's kind of giving that wiggle room of, hey, for this instance, I wouldn't mind going a little bit further with this extent. I wouldn't mind calming down on that extent. It's a balancing act that is done through a longer negotiation that can even take days before the scene actually happens. Now, I personally, I have my own personal basic negotiation form. It's kind of a rundown of, you know, all that can be entailed with said scene. I even have it in there. It's not a legally binding contract. It's just more so consent is a continuous process and the players are responsible for ensuring the ongoing consent during the scene. Like, there's no legal, legal ramifications, but it's a way for us to have on paper what it is that we are going to do and what we're about. I even included the... Um, the negotiations for what kind of words are you looking to receive from a scene? Do you want silence? Do you want degradation? Do you want affirmation? Like, it's all a part of that longer format that you can't just do off the top of your head real quick. We go over safe words. If someone wants a specific safe word that isn't the um, the stoplight system, they have to go ahead and give that to me. I have to make sure I internalize that. So when I hear that word, I immediately stop. What kind of bondages and restraints are you allowed to do with rope? Are we going to do cuffs? Like, do you want gags, blindfolds, the various options that may be applicable to you? In regards to pain, where do you want to go ahead and feel these sensations? Do you want to feel sharp pain? Do you not want to feel pain at all? Like... It's a, it's a level to where you have to make sure you let a person know, hey, I want to see if you could tap me out, or nope, I am a lightweight, small pats here, please. Like that's all in the negotiations, even just the sensations and services involved, be it clamps, wax, knife play. There's so much that goes into a negotiation, even in the section of sex where. Personally, I don't include any kind of, like, my dick usage in a public scene. Now, one-on-one with, like, personal partners, yes. But, like, if I'm in public doing a scene, no. 
And it's not like a performance scene, like, because, you know, I'll be at play parties acting the fool. <laughs> but it's more of, like, a threshold thing. Like, I don't want to be involved with that kind of sex work. Like, let it be private if I'm going to go that route. But for, like, everyone to see, nah, not my bag. Well, that's what we're talking about when we say know yourself. But, yeah, that's essentially how I go about um, my negotiations. Now, because negotiations are not one way, it's a two-way street, so let me go ahead and ask my little letter jam, what does negotiating look like on your end? It's a good thing to talk about negotiations from a little letter perspective because people who are playing the role of the submissive or the bottom role might think that they just have to sit there and listen to see like, what does this dog want to do to me? And then say yes or no. That is not it at all. Friends, please. It is important that you go into negotiations as your full self. We are not doing pre-seen negotiations in sub, little, kitten space, okay? Plus, it's exciting to try new things, especially when you're just starting out. But in my opinion, I can't tell you what to do, but try not to do more than one or two new things in a scene. So you can figure out how it feels to you, and then maybe you don't have to stop your scene so many times to check in or stop something that is all of a sudden uncomfortable. But you could do a good mix of things you already know and then try a little something new. With that, think about how you want to feel. Listen to your gut about how you interact with this person. How are they responding to you and your energy together? Spiritual girls, you're working on yourself. Don't have somebody's bad energy all over your body during a scene. Definitely ask about their dominant or topping style. Impact can vary greatly when working with a soft top and a masochist. I said that way right too. <laughs> when you're considering more long-term dynamics, think about what are some goals that your dom can help you with? How involved do you want them to be in your everyday life? And how often would you like to see your dom? I know for my partner, um, for me personally, I can't do a long distance relationship. <laughs> But for my partner, he used to have a long-distance dom. And one of the things that we would talk about often at the beginning of our relationship was that he didn't get to see her often. And for people like us who like hugs and cuddles often, it doesn't always work out. So really consider that when you're taking on a long-term dom or dame. Spoke my piece. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, it's kind of hard to see the other side. And that's why I feel like everyone should always look on what the other side looks like. Yeah. Because as a dom, it's kind of like the way I listen to podcasts. I'm not looking for podcasts with other black cis hetero men that give cis hetero men opinions. Like, why? I already have that. Like, I could do that myself. Why am I looking for confirmation? I'm looking for contrast so I can get a better understanding of all, like, perspectives. And in this case, I need to know, how does a little see this? Is this a healthy way of seeing this? Am I looking at it healthy? Like, is there something I might pick up from them? Is there something they could pick up from me? 
it's a dance that needs to be done so that way everything has a baseline understanding. Right, and people who are playing the role as doms might naturally just lead a conversation. So it's important for you to think about this is an even table discussion and I need to step back and make sure that the person that I want to be myself or for this scene is also being heard. Because, I mean, yeah, the overall general dynamic of a sub-dom is a dom is the one that handles the control, a sub is the one that gives up that control. So, if you are in control of that negotiations, you gotta understand that, yo, you're controlling the conversation. Make sure you're using that control to get them to say what they're, get them to say their piece and not shrink and be afraid that they might have the scene canceled because they're disappointed you. Like, Negotiations is purely about, you know, getting things safe and even keel so everyone can have fun, not just one person or the other. Right. That reminds me of when we do call-out strategies in school. Teacher here. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd have, like, three six for each kid, and it's like you can answer as many six as you have, but once you've run out of six, it means you're talking too much. And it's time to let somebody else speak. And just like that, we have proven that teachers is up on the pole of freaky professions. I mean, we always knew about that. <laughs> but <laughs> let's get back to negotiations. All right. What are you looking for out of negotiations? All right. I'm looking to establish boundaries for the sub and myself. I need to know the limits as well as share my own limits. Just because I'm a dom in the scene does not mean I'm not a part of the negotiations. Like, a personal aftercare of mine is, I just require a hug after the scene. It's complete. And also feedback later. Like, I throw that into negotiation because I need to know, even if it was, like, the best you ever had, I need to know if there's a potential chance that I may be lacking somewhere so I can improve. Because that's, I don't know if it's the Capricorn in me or what it might be, but I need to make sure I'm on my P's and Like, I literally only just started calling myself a Dom six months ago because I got called out by, like, five people that's like, nah, nigga, you a Dom. Nah, <laughs> nigga, you a Dom. Like, You're I just top. saw you work. You were a fucking Dom. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it because I'm still over here like, mm, but see, my Florentine's okay, but I'm not six point yet. Like, ooh, maybe I can get to eight point and finally... You know, after after like being pushed to like stop not claiming it, I finally just claimed it. So same yeah, thing when stressing it, about technique. <laughs> that's why I need my feedback so I can know where I can improve on. And what I would say one other thing that I am looking for out of negotiation. Shout out to the Harder Soft podcast. <laughs> You're speaking to the mayor of the Discord. Um, they had the um, these pair of dames on, and so something that they were discussing in regards to negotiation was negotiate from a place of yes, not a place of no. So I'm beginning to look for that more, and this is what it means. When you negotiate from a place of no, something basic that you're um, positive some of y'all have already heard. Um, okay, just don't slap my face. Anything outside of that, you're good to go. The way they explained it is, when you say it like that, that means, cool, let me go ahead and get my Louisville slugger and bust up a kneecap. You didn't say I couldn't do that. Therefore, you negotiated that I can have free range as long as I don't slap your face. That's negotiating from a place of no, it's too volatile, there's too much gap, there's too much gray. 
So when you negotiate from a place of yes, it looks more like, okay, I want to be bare hand spanked, but I don't want it to sting too much. I want to be choked. I want to be like, you just let it be known all the things you want. Therefore, the Dom will focus on those wants. There is no gray area. They're going to focus on what it is that's going to provide you the sensations you're looking for. That's really good information to have, especially in how we have conversations normally as people. We often operate from a place of what you don't want, and we need to start thinking about what we do want. I mean, hey, they had a good point. I had to to add that to my um, negotiation form because it made sense. It's really good. Something to think about. All right. What about you? What you looking for? I'm a spiritual girl. (laughs) That's my new favorite thing to say. (laughs) But y'all hear me talk about energy all the time. I'm talking about the energy between people. So first and foremost, I need my body to feel relaxed around you. So even though you were calling yourself a dumb, I know that precisely one year ago when I stepped into the room and I went straight to you and I said, I need you <laughs> to top me because I really like your flogger. You were well into it. And I think we vibe pretty well that day. But yeah, I need to feel relaxed. I need to know that I can have fun with you. And if I'm even a little suspicious, That is not the time for me to dig a little deeper. I'm not trying to fix anybody here. I'm not trying to be like, oh, but maybe this is not the time, y'all. If you're not vibing, you're not vibing. Then, like I said, I want to pay attention to how someone is talking to me and responding to the things that I say. Because you can almost always tell if someone is being dismissive. They're not looking you in the eye or they're physically putting up walls with their body language, you know, like the hands crossed in front, the leaning on the wall, not facing you. Pay attention to those things. It can tell you how they operate once you get into a scene with them. Last, I'm sensitive. I cry. (laughs) I like hugs and cuddles. I hold my stuffy. I hold my stuffy the first time we recorded this podcast. (laughs) So I need to know that people can show that throughout the scene. So enter praise kink here. All right, then. I'm just laughing because I remember the stuff that you had. And then you caught a glimpse of the dragons, um, the dragon, the cow, and the other um, squishmallows that my lady got. (laughs) Yes. She's got good stuff. I'm growing my stuffy collection again because as a kid, I had asthma. I had to throw them all out, but I'm a grown-up now, baby. My lungs work. (laughs) All right. Well, honestly, what you're asking for out of negotiations just, it seems like common sense, but, you know, the only thing that's not common is common sense because it really does come down to negotiation. It's an opportunity to kind of, you know, suss each other out, get the vibe, try to figure out, will this even work? Right. And you know what? It's okay. We're all here to learn. Y'all are listening to this podcast because you wanted to learn something. We're doing this podcast because we're always learning something. I mean, I make the podcast just so I can learn more. Like, I share what I know, and then someone will, like, tap me on the shoulder and, like, hey, yo, there's some more to that. Like, oh, really? I'm here for the knowledge. I'm addicted to the knowledge. (laughs) All right. 
we want to go ahead and wrap this up, but let's go ahead and throw in a couple last important notes. Now, you can negotiate the same type of scene differently for different people. Maybe you need hard limits with one person and feel more comfortable testing those limits with someone else. That goes both ways for doms and subs. For example, there may be a situation where a sub feels like there's this one particular dom that is great at what he does, but he she doesn't feel that connection that she doesn't feel that connection or trust to have him go further than what is negotiated. Meanwhile, there's another dom that um, she may be um, in league with that she feels completely like he makes her feel fully comfortable to do that exploration with. So just because one thing is negotiated for one person doesn't mean you have to negotiate that same thing for everyone. Negotiation is all about you setting yourself up for success. Yeah, it's okay to work with multiple doms, especially in your learning phase. And now, if you want to be monogamous, all you got to do is just be a little bit more pickier with who you select as a dom, you know? That too. (laughs) All right. And y'all remember in our last episode about consent, consent is fluid even if you negotiate a yes before a scene and at or at the start of a dynamic you can change your mind especially in long-term dynamics where your goal may change like you might have been excited about being collar and a slave one moment and then realize oh no i just want to be a slut you are free (laughs) to make that switch like oh you don't want no impact you just want dick Make the switch. Let it be known. Therefore, you can restart negotiations and set something else new or find someone else new to do it with. Right. It's okay to check in. We check in in quick scenes. We check in in long-term scenes. Like you, like one of the weirdest things during a quick scene that I've heard a complaint from, from, um, from who was that? I think it was um, King Hef telling the story where someone was annoyed with him because he kept checking in. (laughs) And it's like, that right there, like, now, on one hand, I can understand where that lady might have been coming from because you're in the mood, you're feeling good, and then someone's just asking, is that all right? And you just feel (laughs) like, man, don't stop, just keep going. Like, I get the frustration, but I also see someone that doesn't have a good relationship with consent. Because they just assume you let everything go without any input from yourself. So if you feel good, you ride it. You don't even want to check in just because, you know, you may lose it. Because in the past, no one asked for that consent to make sure that you're doing good. No one asked right. to like, no one asked how you were feeling. They just used you for however they wanted to use you and kept it moving. Sometimes it felt good to you. Sometimes it didn't. Right. Check-ins are super important. I like that on your form, you asked though, how often would somebody like you to check in with them? Because some people really want the, after everything, I need you to check in with me. And some people just want you to be like, when you naturally feel a transition in the scene, then check in with me. Cause yeah, and there's, there'll be some people that want no check-ins. They just want to go through the scene beginning and end and look for that safe word. Right, but then that also leaves a lot for the sub to make sure that you're saying those safe words, especially if you're using a stoplight system. If you're just going to keep going, every once in a while, you too have to say, like, green, keep going. Yellow, it's getting a little bit too much. Or red, full stop it. Oh, someone did um, bring in... So, little tangent, sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. But um, at the scene that I was doing, the, I, like I said, I negotiated with the, mod, the impromptu model. 
And uh, while we were negotiating, she even said, like, yeah, she's good with the stoplight system. And she's doing purple. And so, with purple, for her, what purple is, is, like, take a break. Like, just, you know, so not a red where it's, like, everything stops, something's wrong. And not a yellow, like, a ease up, switch it up. But more like a just step away for, like, a couple minutes, let her collect herself, and then come back, like, to it. It's like... That's why you negotiate. I would have never known that if I did not discuss that with her. That sounds really cool, actually. And over, it made sense because you don't want the scene to stop, but you need to ask to stop throbbing a little. <laughs> so it made sense. Come back full force. <laughs> but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, that actually was the episode um, and is for negotiations. Hopefully you pick something up and kind of get why this was episode four because this is like some important stuff if you want to delve into this world right and i can't wait until next week because next week we get into aftercare yes so i'm gonna introduce you all to all of my stuffies (laughs) she is ready she was the only thing she was more ready for was the consent episode oh yes (laughs) Now that's my jam. <laughs> All right, jam. Well, what do you have to plug for the nice um, littles and bigs out in the world? Okay, here we go. You know what? Just catch me at Mary Jane Space, Mary Jane's Couch dot Space. I know my website. And if you want to find me on IG, I underscore mean underscore her. And if you want to find me on Twitter, Lady Lies Waiting. See, you know your stuff. Me, I'm pretty much hedonistic dom everywhere. I have some underscores in certain places. So that's FET, that's IG, that's Twitter. Be sure to hit me up if you have any questions, comments, qualms, or anything in between. Send an email to texastribe.ish at gmail.com. And, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. (laughs) All right, friends. Remember to stay kinky and be safe. Kinky and safe always. Bye.